The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazurowski. A rough start to the new school year in West Seneca. For many families, the school bus never showed up yesterday. According to the district, 405 students, that's about 7% of the district, were quote-unquote unaccounted for in new bus routing processes. Heather Proudman is a mother of two, spoke to Channel 2 News. It's terrifying. They're fourth and fifth graders. They're still little kids, and I had no clue where they were. West Seneca Transportation completely failed this year. Parents said the problem began when some students were not assigned a bus route. Things didn't get any better when many received this robocall from the district. If you dropped your student off at school due to not having a scheduled bus route, please plan on picking your student up this afternoon. A statement sent to families yesterday afternoon blamed the problem on new bus routing software that was installed over the summer. Officials say they're working diligently to remedy the issue are sorry for the inconvenience that it's causing. Buffalo schools begin their new school year this morning. We'll be hearing coming up from Tanja Williams, the superintendent of schools who spoke with us yesterday. Snapchat has come under scrutiny in the past few years related to how minors use the social sharing platform and protections. It led to the company to add more safety measures Child specialists are also offering tips for parents as the new school year gets underway. Snapchat's new feature designed to better protect teens from toxic content and predators online. It includes warning notifications on new accounts that don't have mutual friends. Dr. Robin Silverman says it's important that parents still limit screen time and have an ongoing dialogue with kids. This is a partnership. It's the app doing the right thing, the parents having the conversations, and then the children being informed to make the right com- the right decisions for themselves. Michelle Franz in ABC News. All right, uh, so school year begins, and all of a sudden everybody looking at all those technology things that you have to pay attention to. The urgent manhunt for a convicted killer in Pennsylvania. Now in its second week, authorities say they have eight credible sightings of Danilo Cavalcante, and it appears he's not been able to get very far from the facility that's outside Philadelphia. The reward for information leading to Cavalcante's capture is now at $20,000, but police warn he's still considered extremely dangerous. I believe he becomes more desperate. We will eventually capture him, and when we do, he's going to prison. Prison officials promising increased security at the facility, including additional surveillance cameras to eliminate blind spots. Officials say the guard in the observation tower has been placed on administrative leave. Cavalcante appears to be within a few miles of the Chester County prison he broke out of over a week ago. Last month, he was sentenced to life in prison for the murder of his ex-girlfriend. He's also wanted for a murder in his native Brazil. The NFL season kicked off last night with the defending Super Bowl champion Chiefs losing to Detroit 21 to 20. Patrick Mahomes on losing following a big post Super Bowl celebration. It, like I had said after the ring ceremony, I, I'd moved on to the next season. Obviously, it's cool for the fans to be able to see the banner and drop it at Arrowhead Stadium. Um, but I, this is a whole new year, and I think uh, I know that. And, um, and we're going we're trying to win another Super Bowl. And this is obviously not the way we wanted to start. And so anytime I lose, I'm embarrassed. Um, and so I'm going to try to get better so I don't lose more as the season goes on. All right. Uh, rough night for the Chiefs, especially uh, everyone who was trying to catch those passes from Mahomes. Wow, One what a surprise. One of the Lions' touchdowns. I mean, you look at the picture. The receiver has, I mean, it's a perfectly thrown pass right to his hands. 
somehow it ends up in the hands of a lion. <laughs> it bounces Ooh. right off that and in the end Ouch. zone the other way. The Bills, meanwhile, preparing for their season opener Monday night against the Jets. Stephon Diggs noting how this year kicking off a bit differently than last. I feel like we're in a great spot right now. Last year, I hate to bring up last year, but this is one thing. Like last year, they said we were favored. We were favored, favored in every game. You know what I'm saying, and that was a big step. I didn't even know that. Uh, this year, I feel like we're doing a great job of just kind of falling under the radar. You know what I'm saying, as a team, we've we've been real, real high. We we having a confidence to go, but you take it one game at a time, one season at a time. We got a new opportunity, brand new season, just a spanking new season to kind of go put some good things on the tape and show what you could do as an offense and as a team. So for me, like, yeah, that's that's big picture. But see the forest through the trees, and it starts with game one. I like that idea. Brand spanking new season. Yeah. Did you notice that? The flying under the radar just a little bit, the I Bills? Think, I think that's good. Better I, than, you know, being talked about so much as being the favorites. Yeah. I I mean, I don't know which if I prefer one or the other, but it's definitely Let's different. Let's try this one. Yeah. <laughs> let's, uh, last time, it didn't work out the way we wanted to. So maybe this time around, it'll be a little bit better. And the start of the football season means big business for sports betting companies. Here's WBEN's Max Ferry. Gaming and sports book experts are projecting the continuation of record-breaking numbers when it comes to the amount of people in the nation placing their bets during football season. According to the American Gaming Association, 28% of American adults plan on betting on NFL games this season. That's 73 million people who, in one form or another, will be placing their bets on the NFL teams. The excitement generates when when the first college game kicks off in the end of August, but now when the big boys play their first week, you know, it's off the charts and so the anticipation of opening day for pro football seems to build each and every year and more users and and more players on the app come on board. DraftKings Director of Sportsbook Operations, Johnny Avello. It has never been easier to place a sports bet in New York State. DraftKings lets you bet on games in your living room just by downloading an app on your smartphone. Team leader for the Western Problem Gambling Resource Center, Jeff Wersbicki, says he has growing concerns with the increased amount of calls he's getting from young adults looking to end their sports gambling habits. College students, actually, and their parents, we've seen about a 50 to 75 percent increase pretty much statewide in the number of calls for help for sports betting alone. And there's also been an increase in the number of females that are calling for help as well, which is a little bit unusual from the past. So I think it's that mobile aspect of sports betting that is just really attracting that demographic that's attached to their mobile devices all the time. Luckily for New York State residents, there are a number of helpful resources available to help you squash your gambling addiction. You can find that info at WBEN.com. This is Max Ferry for WBEN.com News. All right, Max, thank you. We'll be talking about how uh, fantasy football gambling has kind of changed the way people take in the NFL season. Coming up a little bit later on, Mike Chope from WGR joins us in the 8 o'clock hour. And a big event downtown this weekend celebrating the local music scene. WBEN's Tom Puckett has more on this year's Music is Art Fest. Music is Art is a really special thing. Robbie Takeak of the Goo Goo Dolls says the festival aims at including everyone no matter what they do. The amount of music you can see, the amount of art you can see, the amount of just I don't even know how to classify it. Just creative things that people are doing, like all around. We've engaged the theater community. We've engaged the wrestling community. We've in, uh, engaged the local skating community this year. TACAC says the event is at Riverworks, and it's getting bigger. So we're shutting down Moore Street. We're shutting down a portion of Chicago Street and uh, using a little park across from Papa Grande's and moving into uh, that section of, of uh 
you know, the Riverfest yeah. Park neighborhood right there. So, so we're really trying to expand it, you know, into, you know, into the neighborhoods a little bit more and kind of trying to, uh, you know, pull the community even a little bit more into it. Go to our story online to get a link to tomorrow's event and hear more from TACAC. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. Yeah, it's getting so big, it's bigger than Riverworks now. It's also across the river at Riverfest. That's pretty cool yeah. and a great event to check out this weekend. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, mostly cloudy skies, maybe a brief shower this morning, a little more sunshine this afternoon with temperatures in the low to mid 70s. For tonight, partly to mostly cloudy, overnight lows in the mid 50s on Saturday. Little sun peeking through the cloud cover. Slight chance for a shower, especially south of Buffalo, low to mid 70s. Better chance for some rain on Sunday. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Chris Brown joining us now on WBEN, co-host of One Bills Live and with the Bills Radio Network. He's covering Monday night's game against uh, the Jets with the Bills. And Chris, you know, you cover this team on a daily basis. What is the vibe you're getting leading up to Monday's opener? Yeah, I got to say that as a unit, they're certainly excited about the game, but there's like this mysterious low-key approach. It's almost as if the Bills are kind of adopting how they've been treated all offseason, which is as an afterthought. They're kind of just lying in the weeds here. The Jets are getting all the pub this offseason. As we know, Aaron Rodgers has been such a big story. It's practically like a solar eclipse. It's blocking out the rest of the NFL. Um, and the Bills seem completely fine with that. Give them all the hype they want. They know they're walking into a hostile environment Monday night, but the Bills have been in these kinds of games before, you know, having all the playoff experience that they have. I think they're just they're just sitting in the weeds there and just saying, you know what, let's, let's just let the Jets have all the pub, all the publicity, all the hype. We'll be ready to play Monday night. Yeah, they can make a statement. They can also, Chris, if I look at the Jets' schedule, they can also take this team that's so hyped up and really start to put them to bed early. The Jets' first six games, they play us. They play the Cowboys, the Chiefs. They play the Eagles. Uh, throw the Patriots and Broncos in there if you want. But I mean, <laughs> they've got a tough opening run. They could be done. Uh, the wheels could come off before you even reach November. Yeah, I mean, it's a long season, but you're right. The first six games of their schedule are pretty tricky, and the Patriots have given the Jets problems just about every season for the last 20. No matter how good or poor or with Tom Brady or without Tom Brady, they give the Jets fits. Um, I know that the Jets fans are expecting all of that to change with Aaron Rodgers under center, and maybe it will. But, yes, the first six games are particularly tough for New York, and as much as New York area fans, when they feel they have a winner on their hands, can get behind a team in ways that are difficult to duplicate. I mean, crowds in New York, when they think they have a winner, they can border on intimidating in terms of creating an atmosphere. But if the visiting team can get up early on that New York team, very quickly that same crowd can turn on their own. Oh, yeah, we've seen that before. Well, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, this is the game of the week. Does this have the making of a shootout? I don't think so because you've got two top five defenses playing in this game from last season. I mean, the Bills were second in the league in points allowed last year, which kind of goes by the board because, you know, everybody focuses on Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, the offense, and all the exciting plays that those guys make. The defense has been like, 
at or near or in the top five the better part of the last five, six seasons. So <laughs> second in points allowed last year, and I think the Jets were fourth in points allowed. So I'm thinking this thing's in the low 20s. We're, we're not getting up in the 30s. I'll be very surprised if we do. Uh, the Bills, I, you, you know, they've made a lot of changes, but, Chris, not a ton of changes that a lot of fans would consider flashy. I'm mostly talking about receiver here. What can you do to, uh, you know, calm the minds of fans who say, I don't know if we've gotten that much better in our passing game from where we were last year? Yeah, I'd respectfully disagree. Um, Dalton Kincaid was the story of training camp. I think he's, I mean, maybe it's a it's a steady ascent, but I think he's going to be a major factor in this passing game for the Bills. I think he is the new over-the-middle, easy-button answer for Josh Allen. Second and long was a money down for Cole Beasley for three years in a Bills uniform, and it made Josh's life so much easier. I think Dalton Kincaid is going to be that for this passing game and for Josh. And that's get, and, and the one thing that Dalton Kincaid has that Cole Beasley does not have is run after the catchability. The Bills would be in like second and 12 after a bad first down play. Cole Beasley, get him eight yards back, and now you're in third and manageable. Dalton Kincaid not only has the ability to do that, he has the ability to not even let them worry about third down because you get a run after the catch for first down yardage. That's what he can be. Um, and then Trent Sherfield. I think is vastly underrated. He had a magnificent, magnificent spring, great summer. He locked himself down as the third wide receiver in this offense. And I, I think he plays bigger than his size, which is six one two zero one. I think he is tailor-made for a physical defense like the Jets. Uh, and then Deontay Hardy is a joystick option, similar to Isaiah McKenzie, but he's got more deep speed and, again, yards after catchability than McKenzie did. So I think on a budgetary scale, the Bills did a very good job of fortifying the passing game. How is Sean McDermott ready for his dual role? Yeah, that's been an interesting topic of conversation this week, Susan. He was asked extensively about that this week. How, you know, how's it going? How are you balancing the two jobs? And he said it's been challenging. He hasn't denied that, but he said it's also been exciting. Uh, he likes the fact that he's in the meeting rooms trying to craft solutions, you know, to scheme questions, game plan questions. He feels he's working more closely with the players on a daily basis, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. And he's credited his coaching staff for filling in those gaps where he can't be anymore because of the time he has to devote to the defensive side of the ball. He's not spending as much time you know, maybe with special teams or with the offense, and he's credited his assistants in those areas for helping him fill the gaps to make sure those bases are covered, even if the head coach can't be there in that moment. Chris, by my count, and this is my count, so I'm allowed to, you know, fudge the numbers a little bit, but since 2020, the Bills are 13-2 and in regular season primetime games and yes I'm counting Thanksgiving uh, last year even though it was a, yes I'm counting that game against the Chiefs last year that everybody in the country was watching and no I'm not counting Tuesday night against the Titans from the other year but it's a pretty impressive number uh, no matter how you split it up when it comes to primetime this team seems to enjoy that kind of spotlight 
in the regular season. Yeah, I think they have players who have the kind of personality to play their best when the lights are brightest, so to speak. I think Josh Allen falls into that category. Stephon Diggs falls into that category. And those are two captains on your roster. And so it's very easy for everybody else to get amped up and follow. Uh, The question is, do the Jets have those kinds of players? I would say Aaron Rodgers is one of those guys. He has not lost a Monday night game since 2013. He is 9-0 and in his last nine Monday night games. Now, that's granted, that's with the Green Bay Packers, not the New York Jets, but I would argue with the defensive unit he's got on his side of the ball is better than the one he had in Green Bay. So it's not going to be an easy lift here. I, I think this is going to be a close game throughout, and I think it's going to be very nip and tuck. So make sure you've taken some deep breaths before this one. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.